Okay, I think we're we're live. Welcome to Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren. Um, and I wanted to quickly uh, today talk about, <clears throat> obviously there's some, there's some uh, breaking news with respect to all these pipe bombs that are being found. I mean, I was just watching uh, <clears throat> CNN and, and a couple other news stations report on it. Uh, as of this moment, it looks like there have been pipe bombs sent to George Soros, uh, I guess a couple days ago, the Clinton residence, uh, CNN. Um, there was one that was sent to Eric Holder, former uh, attorney general, uh, but that then uh, ended up going to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office because that was the return address that was on it, um, and and Eric, the address for Eric Holder was incorrect. Uh, there was one sent to Obama, and apparently now one sent to Maxine Waters. Um, and so, of course, uh, obviously, all of these people are on the left. Um, these are all Democrats. Um, they're all prominent Democrats, uh, I mean, with the exception of CNN, although uh, obviously they're viewed as Democrats, rightly so. Um, so they're all they're all Democrats. They're all um, they're all prominent. Obviously, the device not obviously, but it turns out the devices uh, do have some physical similarity. And obviously the timing of them and the targets makes it uh, pretty clear that these are all connected now. What I wanted to talk about, look, obviously I don't have any special news about these devices, but um, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about how people are already jumping on this and blaming President Trump's rhetoric. And Think Progress had an article that I saw on Twitter, which uh, the, the title was "Someone is taking President Trump's angry rhetoric very literally," right? And so. Um, and, and the media has been asking, hey, uh, do you have anything to say about uh, – during the um, – there was a press conference at the NYPD held this morning, and one of the reporters, I don't know who it was, asked, uh, basically, would you criticize President Trump because it's his fault, was basically the gist of the question, uh, because he's he's so mean and, and, had, and incites violence in his speech. So uh, – you know, people are saying, well, these are all people that Trump has criticized. That's the common thread. Kind of, but he criticizes basically everyone who's not on his side. Uh, so it's not just people that Trump has criticized. It's prominent Democratic figures, basically. Uh, and it's not just Trump that criticizes them. And, you know, his criticisms, he hasn't been saying we need to send bombs and kill people. He's basically called CNN liars, right? Um, it's... I know it hurts your feelings, CNN, but that's not the same as inciting violence. So, um, so that's what's going on. Everyone's not everyone, but a, a lot of people, especially in the media, are complaining that, um, hey, this is uh, this is all Trump's fault because he incites violence. But I want to be clear about something: um, the left. Hillary Clinton, when she was running for office, referred to uh, Trump voters as deplorables. We constantly hear how they are Nazis or neo-Nazis or white supremacists or fascists. Uh, everyone who voted for Trump must be racist. Um, we have Hillary Clinton saying that uh, we need to be uncivil. We can't be civil until the Democrats are in control again. So um, it's not limited, this, this appeal or kind of, uh, we'll say, uh, implications of violence are not limited to Trump's rhetoric. They occur on the left just as much. Um, in fact, 
Uh, I recently got, uh, I recently read Antifa's handbook, and, um, you know, Antifa, more than all of the organizations, explicitly embraces violence. Um, They view this, uh, without getting into too many details, Antifa views themselves as, um, as, uh, catalysts for a Marxist global revolution, right? And so basically anything that stands in the way of the Marxist revolution is considered fascist and therefore is an existential threat and therefore um, it's fair game to attack them. It's considered self-defense by Antifa. So if you are in the media and you have not condemned Antifa's philosophy and their rhetoric, then you don't get to complain about Trump normalizing violence. That doesn't, that's not how it works. Now, I'm not blaming the left for this, these pipe bomb attacks either, but it is hypocritical to blame Trump for these attacks, but then take no blame for violence that has occurred on the left. And without even citing the Antifa violence, just as a reminder, right, in uh, earlier this month, right, there was a ricin attack. I think it was earlier this month. Ricin attacks on the Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, the Chief of Naval Operations, at Admiral John Richardson, and Donald Trump. Um, back in June last year, we there was a guy who opened fire on a congressional GOP baseball practice, injuring five people, including... Uh, Republican Steve Scalise, who was a, a congressman. So it, this violence is not limited to Trump supporters or against the left only. It is against both the right and the left. It's a problem with both the, the radical right and the authoritarian left. I would personally argue it's more of a problem on the authoritarian left, but now it's not the time to make that argument. Uh, clearly, what we're looking at right now is someone on the right I, ideologically. Um, probably also someone quite deranged, but but on the right. So uh, another quick point I want to make is people are are already saying this is a false flag. I'm seeing people on the right say this is a false flag. It helps the Democrats. They can you know right before the elections they can now claim look at how violent the the right is. I'm a pretty cynical guy. I don't think you can say that uh, with any credibility at all. Not yet. I mean you can. You can make claims if you want, but it's totally uh, irresponsible to say, oh, look, this must be a false flag. There's no evidence that it's a false flag. So the point of what I want to bring, and this will be a relatively short podcast, or sh- short uh, discussion, but the point of what I wanted to, to do here was I, I want to talk about um, political violence generally because a lot of people are, are kind of – they're Half the people are arguing that it comes from the left. Half the people are arguing it comes from the right. Um, a lot of people are scratching their heads, going like, "We didn't. I don't. When did this happen? Like, uh, I don't. I don't remember political violence being this bad in the past. What has What has happened? Is it just Trump's election? Um, you know, has the left gotten more radical? Uh, and I would say yes, the left has gotten more radical. But um, they would probably argue that the right has gotten more ra- uh, radical. Um, I think incorrectly, but that would be their argument. But my my point here is the answer the answer to where this violence is coming from is that it was inevitable, um, and it's inevitable as long as the political debate is between the left 
and the right. This is a, a long time coming. It's going to continue to get worse so long as we continue on the same path. The left and the right are different sides of the same coin. Now, I know that will piss off a lot of conservatives here, but hear me out on this. Because I don't think, I know a lot of people identify themselves as conservative, but I, I don't think that's really the core of, of what they are, and, and maybe they'll agree after I explain something here. But the left and the right are both sides of the same, different sides of the same coin. Both sides want state power, right? But they want it for different reasons. The left wants state power so they can tax and regulate people and have every kind of regulation and, and, uh, and take your money away and distribute it and, and control your business. And that's why the left wants power. Um, and remember, state power is, is, is a gun, right? At the end of the day, state, state power is a gun. So the left wants to have that gun so they can do those things. But often the right wants to have that gun so they can moralize. They can tell you what you can smoke or drink, or they want to go to war against people they think are bad. Um, All of these are reasons to have the power of the state. And if you're wondering where this violence came from, my answer is this is fundamentally a violent argument. This argument between the left and the right is fundamentally a violent argument because it's an argument over who holds the gun of state power. Right? That might sound like hyperbole a little bit, so let me explain for those of you who haven't heard this argument before. It's actually just fact. It's not, it's not really just an argument. <laughs> the state is a monopoly on force. That's what the state is. It's, it's the institution that we grant the right to initiate the use of force against us. Right? Um, they can come arrest you. You can't go arrest other people. You can defend yourself if someone attacks you, but you can't initiate force against other people. But the state can. As a society, we have granted the state the power to use violence against us. And sometimes that violence is obvious, right? So when you see uh, you know, police chase someone down and arrest them, that's an obvious use of, of violence. Sometimes the violence is less less obvious. When someone breaks a regulation and they go to court and blah, 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 I mean, eventually they go to jail and or if, if they don't comply with fines or whatever. But at the end of the day, the only reason that anyone complies with the state is because the state has guns. And if you don't comply with the state, you go to jail or get shot if you resist going to jail. So... The state is by its nature a monopoly on the, in, the, on the initiation of force. That's what the state is. And so long as, you know, we all turn to the state and its power to use violence to enforce our beliefs about what society should be, any kind of beliefs, whether it's how it should help the poor, whether it is um, what religions should be allowed, whether it's what speech should be allowed, whether it's, uh, you know, what you're allowed to build on a property or who can own what or who's employed by whom or whatever it is, so long as we turn to the state and we we want the state to use their monopoly on force to enforce our beliefs about how society should be organized and how people should behave, as long as that's the argument, then we're it's just two sides wrestling over control of a gun so that they can point it at people that they want to point it at. Now, 
oddly enough, and I say this coming off having just read this Antifa handbook, I think actually Antifa gets this concept more than the right does. Uh, they embrace this openly, um, which is why they are violent, right? You know, in in the Antifa handbook, they they go through this entire argument explaining, well, um, now they, they, they they're not this clear about it. Uh, in terms of governments generally. But they talk about fascism in particular, and they say, well, fascism is often uh, the result of democratic elections, and then eventually the state turns violent and attacks people, and therefore we can shoot Nazis or potential Nazis or people who like Nazis or people who say things that might lead to Nazism or are somehow fascist. We can shoot them now because it's self-defense, because the ideas that they're talking about eventually lead or could eventually lead to a fascist, violent government. And so they get this concept that, hey, the state is actually forced. Now, for them, what they don't get is the idea that Marxism is also force, and so they're just arguing for a different kind of uh, dictator, right? They want uh, a party of dictators rather than a single dictator, and with, for slightly different purposes. But they're just as willing to to use the state force and kill people. They just don't want it to be the fascists. They want their side to have the state force. Um, so that's where they they fail. But where they get it right actually is that the state is force and. They look at this and they say, okay, well, this is self-defense because these ideas could lead to a fascist state. Now, you might say, that's not a valid argument. You can't say that, Antifa, um, because we live in a civilized society where free speech is recognized by the government as a right. And we're supposed to argue about politics with words and not use ricin and pipe bombs to do it. And uh, and you would be right. That's That's been the prevailing uh, sentiment in society for quite a long time, but uh, wait, hold on. I actually have, dude, Luke. Someone is actually chatting me. No one ever watches this because it's brand new. So thanks. Shout out to to Luke for chatting. Um, he says the MSM bias has been more and more unashamed and blatant. Uh, us versus them all day long from both sides. Yeah, totally. He's Luke. You're totally right. Um, I mean, think about the mainstream media, right? This is a, a problem with uh, news generally, right? Um, dinner parties where people politely argue things and then come to an agreement uh, aren't news. But when someone bombs someone else uh, or punches a Nazi, that's news. So um, I do believe there's a genuine, yeah, I do believe there's a genuine Trump derangement syndrome on the left. Absolutely, I do. Um, but it but it stems from this, uh, I think it actually stems from what I was talking about with Antifa, right? Which is they, they, they connect these words like they connect things that are said, um, and so let me back up to Antifa. Fascism is anything that's not Marxism, and that became very clear reading the book. They are explicitly anti-capitalist. Um, they don't they don't hide it. I find generally in life people tell you the truth about themselves if you just listen. Read the Antifa handbook. They they're very clear about it. So to them, the word fascism is an all-encompassing term that means non-Marxism, and so they're explicitly anti-capitalist. And so well, anything that anyone stands up and says that's um, that is more capitalist than is normal is is considered far right or fascist and therefore they're allowed to attack with um with violence because it's self-defense anyway so i want to i want to get i get back to where i was here um you know like i said you might say we live in this this civilized society we're supposed to to uh, 
argue with words, but not not ricin and pipe bombs. And y- you would be you'd be right. Um, I would say you'd be right in the past, but you'd be right about this this point of hey, we should use speech and not fists. Um, only if there was a general consensus in society um, that the state should never be given too much power. So if the state is a relatively limited in power and no one's really arguing that they're going to take the um, the state and beat people over the head with it like a baseball bat, um, then, the, then the outcome of the discussion isn't as life and death, right? It's not um, – it doesn't require that uh, – that you fight with violence, right? If the state can only, if they've got a gun and they can only point it at people in limited situations, like at murderers, or if people generally trust the system and the society that they live in to limit state power in some way, um, which as an anarcho-capitalist, I don't think uh, is ever uh, really, that trust is always misplaced, I guess. But uh, as long as people believe that the state power will be limited, then they accept this idea that they won't use violence because it's not it's not worth it. We're going to live in a society where, well, the state, you know, the state isn't uh, authoritarian, so it doesn't really matter who's in control. We're all kind of free and left alone enough, right? And we trust the system enough that social pressure and arguments and stuff uh, they'll prevent the state from kind of pointing the gun at anyone else. And so, it's not that scary. You can just have political discussion. And you can rely on the freedom of speech, and people will will respect it, and there won't be violence. So that's true if that's the kind of society you live in. But that's not um, what's happening. People are starting to believe uh, two things. One, they're starting to realize that there is no restraint by the government. The Constitution is a meaningless piece of paper. Not that I don't like the principles in the Constitution, but no one follows them at all. Uh, It's a complete joke. Um, We have people who – wow – a bird just flew into the window and died. Sorry, bird. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, we've got people who... Um, ah, that, the bird death uh, threw me off for a second. So we've, people are now looking at the government saying, well, we don't, we, don't, uh, we don't see that the government is restraining themselves in any way. People get very upset if, you, uh, if a, a potential uh, justice or judge uh, at any level starts talking about trying to actually interpret the Constitution in any narrow way. Um, people also view the judicial system as rigged, largely. And so when those when society starts to, to feel that, hey, actually, this guy with the gun in the room that we're calling government, he doesn't seem to have any restraint. There are no rules that he's following. It's just whoever's controlling his puppet strings, he'll shoot at them. Um, and on top of that, this judicial system... Uh, where he decides who's bad and who's good, that's kind of rigged. So as soon as people start feeling like that, then the naked violence that's inherent in the concept of a state becomes much more obvious to people. And people then respond to that. As soon as you see that, whoa, this state is, is the state is violence. They, they could shoot people. They could kill people. Look at, look at this. There is no restraint. As soon as you feel like that's the world you're living in, suddenly... Uh, Things like Antifa's argument that the violence is self-defense, that preemptive self-defense is what they argue, suddenly that seems like it's kind of okay. And not just for Antifa, it seems like that for anyone who's disgruntled and feels this way about the system, right? And so if people are worried that, uh uh-oh, the other side might grab the guy with the gun and and point the gun at me, they might grab control of the ring of power, 
um, then it becomes more of a life or death uh, imminent violent situation. And suddenly you feel like mailing pipe bombs to someone is justified, that it's self-defense. Because you're worried about who's going to control the reins of state power. So I think, you know, politics at this point has now devolved into a more transparent, uh, and I would argue that actually this is a more honest fight over who gets to hold the the ring of government power, right? Who who gets to hold the precious ring? Um, Who gets to use it to oppress the people who stand in their way of whatever their vision of utopia is? Um, and and now we're kind of seeing this naked, transparent fight evolve of, you know, hey, it, we're fighting over state power. The fight might as well be bloody because the state power we're, we're fighting over that we're hoping to wield is it's bloody, violent state power. Um, and so I think the fights are getting violent because the realization that you're fighting over a gun that you each want to hold, that is is a violent fight inherently. Um, and so I would say a lot of people who maybe view themselves as the right or conservative, think about, do you are you really on the right or are you just for limited government? Because there is a difference. Um, and I don't think it's important to make that distinction. Um, the question here is, how do you stop this? How do you stop a society that is spiraling out of control like this? Um, and I don't think it happens quickly and I don't think it happens easily, but... The ultimate answer is we have to stop fighting over who gets to control government power. And instead – and there are going to be people who want government power. I'm not pretending that they don't exist. But the people who don't want the government to have a lot of power need to start defining themselves in that way. And I know classical liberals, people who still call them leftists who fall into that category, and a lot of people on the right who fall into that category. And I think we need to start um, categorizing ourselves as people who want – less government power, you know, they want the government to have less power versus people who want who, who love the fact that the government has power, maybe wanted to have more if they just want to be in control of it. And those are the real two sides. And one side may have leftists and right and people on the right arguing over it and fighting over it, but the other side is the side of 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 peace and civility and and frankly uh prosperity and in the future in a nation that we can all live in together in harmony. And that requires a small government. Ultimately, maybe a non-existent government, but in the short term, it requires a smaller government. And so if you want to end the violence, what you should be doing is trying to get the government out of regulating. Get the regulations, you know, get government regulations out of your bedrooms. Get them out of your boardrooms. Get their hands out of your wallets. Demilitarize the police. Stop bombing civilians in countries that most Americans haven't heard about. Just get the government out. If we minimize uh, the power that the government can wield, right? If we minimize its uh, the government's effectiveness as a tool of violence that people can use each, uh, against each other, right? Um, so if we limit this power, this ring of power, then, and only then, only after we limit this power, will we be able to have conversations that are civil, we can have peaceful debates, peaceful arguments, instead of rioting, fist fights, attacks with bike locks, pipe bombs, uh, rice and envelopes, guns, or worse. So my message to people as they are kind of watching these events unfold and wanting to blame Trump or just jump on Antifa, which, you know, I hate Antifa too, um, don't get sucked into this idea that it's either, you know, 
Marxism on one side or theocracy on the other side, those aren't, that's not the entirety of the political spectrum. Our political options are not limited to left versus right. It's what, what really fundamentally it is, it's statists versus non-statists. Statists, people who want bigger government, more government, government power, government control versus people who just, you know what, I'll be happy to deal with the problem of how to build the roads if it meant I didn't have government anywhere else, right? And, and that's the real battle here. It's people who want to point guns at other people and meddle in their lives, right? I call them busybodies with nukes, right? Versus people who just want to be left alone, and they're happy to leave everyone else alone in return. And it's the second class of people that are the future. If you want to end violence, you've got to reduce the size and power of government. That needs to be your argument. And if you're not on board with that argument, you don't get to pretend that you're one of the good guys. Thanks for, for watching this uh, brief I guess diatribe, uh, go to unsafeshow.com to support the show. You can follow us on uh, Unsafe Show on Twitter. Oh, also, normally on Thursdays at 11 a.m., I do a show called Deprogrammed with Carrie Smith, former social justice warrior. Um, she's actually on the Gavin McGinnis show tomorrow, so we're going to postpone that till Friday. I'll tweet about it. But um, if you're planning on visiting, uh, watching Carrie tomorrow at, at 11 uh, be advised that that won't be till Friday. So anyway, like I said, please go to unsafeshow.com, support the show, subscribe on YouTube, um, tweet, share, all that fun stuff. You can find us at patreon.com slash unsafe space. Uh, or like I said, follow us at unsafe show on Twitter. Thanks again, everyone. And, uh, take care, have a good, uh, have a good rest of the day. And let's hope that there aren't any more, um, bombs or anything else that, uh, that happens today. Take care.